Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. This is the Wrestling Journal Podcast brought to you by WrestleBuzz. I am your host, the professional NJ3. I'm here with my buddy, riding solo today, Tommy Bad News Canali. How are you this morning? Eh, pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, it's nice out to see some snow on the ground. Very yeah. happy about that. Yeah, At least here, here in New York. I, you know, yeah, let's keep, let's keep, keep it that way. <laughs> let's definitely keep it that way. I like no snow. Let's get to the springtime. Yeah. Uh, Joey, as you know, we've said, he is uh, on daddy duties you yep. know, for the immediate future. But we hope to get him back for the WrestleMania episode. Um, I'm going to put that out there right now. Put that into the universe. I know Joey edits these episodes. He is our producer. So, uh, Joe. Try to make it happen for WrestleMania. We have about six weeks, six episodes to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick is also taking care of uh, taking care of business as well. But as as always, the show must go on. Mm-hmm. This is episode ninety four. Um, social medias, we have them. We want you to follow them, like them. You can find us on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's, on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at WrestleBuzz. You can find us anywhere you can download podcasts. You can ask your smart speaker, hey, Alexa, play the latest episode of the Wrestling Journal podcast, and she absolutely will. Um, we do ask for a free favor of you. If you are listening to the show, right, um, if you're a friend of one of us, you know, if you love Joey, you know, a lot of people do love him. Some people don't. I get a lot of hate, man. No, I'm just Really? Kidding. For him? That's no, never, never, never. Come on. Who doesn't love, who doesn't love that guy? Yeah. Um, all jokes aside, all we ask for free of you is if you can leave us a review and a rating on Apple or Spotify. It really helps with the algorithm. It really helps when people start searching wrestling podcasts. We will come up in those top searches. Um, it's free for you to do, and it really helps us out. So we really do appreciate it. So, um, But it is that time of the show. Uh, Joey, I'm going to pay the sponsors. What do you got for everybody? Joseph Crush here with the sponsors of the week for the Wrestling Journal podcast. What's going on, everybody? Uh, This week, Nerd Focus. Jeez, Saturday. uh, What is it? February 19th, you got Elimination Chamber at noon. You got uh, UFC at night if you watch UFC. You have uh, Impact, No Surrender, GCW. What other beverage uh, would you want to drink to get you by through hours and hours of men on men combat men nerd focus nerd focus energy is a great drink that we drink every week before recording after recording before a workout after a workout before a baseball game after a baseball game uh to to get us by it's it's a great beverage that we promote we've been promoting for almost the full hundred episodes of uh the the wrestling journal podcast so um, check it out. The link there's a link tree in all our social media bios. There's a link that we want you to click to go to Nerd Focus. Uh, use code ND20 at checkout to get 20% off your order and uh, drink Nerd with us. So that's it's a good one. Uh, also, thepaperchampion.com. Paper Champion Fantasy Wrestling done right. Wow, 
Uh, what a blast it is, man. And we're, we're almost at the end of season five here. Um, ends at WrestleMania, after WrestleMania. Guys, if you love fantasy, fantasy sports and pro wrestling, Paper Champion is the place you want to be. Uh, the owner of it, Eric James, is God sent. He does so much for this little community that we do have. Uh, there's a Facebook group where we all get to interact with each other, where he updates us with all uh, scores and, and, and post pay-per-view scores. Website, thepaperchampion.com, where you can check that stuff out as well, too. Uh, you have to sign up. I guess I believe sign-ups are after WrestleMania. You'll have a month to sign up till we while we get prepped for Season 6. Um, it's going to be a blast, guys. So check it out, thepaperchampion.com, fantasy wrestling done right. Also, prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestlebuzz. Buy the shirt. Support the brand. Uh, like I said last week, we do have more shirts in the works, more merchandise in the works coming out, hopefully within the next month or so. And uh, we'll keep you posted on that. But uh, if you want to support us now, prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestlebuzz. Boys, get back to it. Enjoy the rest of the show, guys. Thank you, Joey. Um, it's great to hear your voice. The people love it. We love it. Thank you. And thanks for keeping the lights on. Uh, Tommy, there was a lot of news this week in wrestling. All right. Yes, it was. <laughs> so probably the biggest news that probably broke this week is Cody and Brandy Rhodes are apparently done with AEW. Mm. Um, and there are apparently in talks with WWE. So, Tommy, I have to ask you. I, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, at, at least for me. When I read when I read that you know Bleacher article, I figured they're doing a they're doing a ruse. This is fake. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cody is one of the people who I guess you can kind of say founders of AEW. Now I know it, you know the Young Bucks huge part, Kenny Omega huge part, Tony Khan financer. Like I know that stuff. It wasn't just Cody alone, but Cody was an integral part of it. Um, hearing that they're done and and actually this being legitimate, Tommy, how do you feel? And is really WW on the table? Is can this really be true? I mean, when it broke, I was like, of all the people to leave there, I'm like, it's him. Because I mean, when you think about it, this was his brainchild. I think. I mean, I think he's the one that came up with the whole, you know, the whole. The I believe the name and everything, and for him to be, <clears throat> excuse me, for him to be leaving, it's just like, what the hell? I mean, that's. I mean, I guess 2022, anything's possible. But my God, that was just insane. I. Totally did not see that coming. And if he is in talks with WWE, man, then wow, that's just, I guess they say money talks, right? So it's just absolutely crazy. I mean, the rumor going around was he wanted a big money deal, but Tony Khan wasn't willing to give him that. I mean, I guess after all the money he's been, you know, uh, spending for the last few months, I guess maybe it finally caught up to him or whatever, but absolutely crazy to see that. And who knows? Maybe he shows up today on Elimination Chamber. We never know, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, we are recording on Elimination Chamber Day. Um, <clears throat> it will be on today at 12 p.m. on Peacock, but obviously this episode probably won't be out until after Elimination Chamber. Yeah. So that you know that news bl- that news blast is not going to really help, help many uh, people. Sure. Excuse me, uh, um, but yeah, really, really crazy stuff. And I guess just kind of thinking about Cody and um, and and if he does go to WWE. You know, he's different now, right? I think he's yeah. evolved. Um, he seems to be much more, I guess, maybe in tune with the business. 
even before he was because he was partially running a business, right? Running mm-hmm. AEW, yeah. um, you know, producing back there, training. And he really has, I think, like a different maybe grasp or um, appreciation for the business that maybe could lend well to WWE is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to get at. Yeah. You know, we, we say this weekly on the show between you, myself, you know, Joey and, and Nick, it's we the ups and downs of what WWE is. Yes, they're not going to go out of business. Yes, it's our childhood love. Yes, we're going to still continue to watch on how much they piss us off and who they release and whatnot. But mm-hmm. it is nice once in a blue moon to kind of get a little infusion of new talent or new ideas or or for them just to try something that kind of shows they give a shit still. Yeah. And um, AEW is, you know, at least what I always looked at it is it's the wrestling company run by wrestlers. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can appreciate that. They're not perfect. They've they've dropped the ball. Like everyone drops the ball. It happens, mm-hmm. right? It's all learning and growing. But if um, if Cody and Brandy come over or if just Cody comes over by himself, um, you know, it would be nice to see maybe he brings some ideas that maybe didn't come to fruition in AEW. Or he just provides perspective to some of the writers and say, hey, listen, you know, we were doing this over there for this long. And look at the success that we had for this short period of time because – even though they're not going to put WWE out of business, they did have they do have success. Yeah, absolutely. people want to go there. People want to talk about it. That's that's kind of how success is defined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at least in the wrestling business, I mean, exactly. Um, more news. So there's been some rumors for years now that the WWE is trying to get Stone Cold back in some capacity, <laughs> some physical capacity. Now I believe he hasn't wrestled in time. Keep me honest, in about 19 years, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a really, really long time. So for some reason this year, you know, with WrestleMania being in Texas, the home of the Rattlesnake, it seems that they're putting on the full court press to mm-hmm. uh, to take an NBA term because it's, it is All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Putting on the full court press on Stone Cold. Supposedly, maybe, again, this is, these are rumors that he's leaning a little bit more towards it this year than in maybe years past. Now, as, as years go on, Tommy, Father Time is undefeated. Yes, it is. Right? You know, it gets a little bit harder and harder to lace up those boots and get between those ropes. But this year seems to indicate that we could maybe see Stone Cold in some physical capacity. Um, who do you think that he could maybe, you know, throw around a little bit, hit with a stunner or two, or possibly get back in the ring with? I mean, after everything that he's been saying about Texas for the last few weeks, I think Kevin Owens is the perfect, you know, the perfect uh, opponent for him because, you know, he goes on. Last week, and he goes, oh, I love Texas, you know, because he's trying to get into the main event at Elimination Chamber. And then this week on Raw, he's like, I hate Texas. Everything about Texas is horrible. And then he called it the toilet of America. And, you know, being at WrestleMania is going to be there. And I think, I don't know if he, you know, if he wasn't going to, if he's not doing a match, he might be the host or he's going to definitely be in some capacity stone cold. So, I mean, you don't talk bad about Texas, you know, that Texas rattlesnake, that's his, you know, where he grew up and everything. So, if anything, I think that would be, uh, a pretty cool opponent for him. And I mean, hey, stunner versus stunner, I guess you could say, right? They could kind of build it up, whatever. But I mean, it'd be pretty cool. And I heard too that over the summer, supposedly he had a uncle had a ring built at his house. Who knows if that's true or not? Who knows? So I mean, if he's been training for that long, hey, who knows, man? Anything's possible. But I mean, it would be awesome to see him in the ring. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, a 20-minute match. Could be could even be a squash match, if anything. You know, he hits him with a couple stunners here and there, you know. Uh, stomps a mud hole in his ass, as he used to say, that kind of stuff, just to see, you know, Stone Cold back for whatever. I think it'd be awesome. And that music hits in Jerry World, the roof would come off. It'd be so awesome. So hopefully it happens. And, you know, well, it would just be great to see. 
listen, it would be the biggest celebration that that stadium's ever seen. Yeah, absolutely, yes, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> they don't, they don't see celebrations. They don't see championships. So, I mean, well, they do not. This would, you know, W. No, I'm just messing around. I obviously I hate the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, Tommy. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> little, little, uh, little something in the throat. <clears> throat. Um, it's funny you say that with Kevin Owens because I think that makes the most sense, right? You were. You alluded to it during your um, your explanation that Kevin's been kind of talking a little bit of shit. Yeah. And what happens when you talk shit about people's mamas, where they're from? <laughs> yeah. Going to get your ass kicked. Um, you know, I don't even think Kevin would care if it was a squash match because oh, yeah. Stone Cold has wrestled nobody in 19 years. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell me arguably the most popular person to ever lace up the boots is going to squash you. I'm sure Kevin would sign up for that. Stunner versus Stunner. And even if it was a little bit of a match, Kevin Owens is one of the best guys in the ring, and he can wrestle with any person. Mm -hmm. He would make that match look great. And not that you need to carry Stone Cold, but let's be honest, right? We said said it before, Father Time does catch up to you. Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens is that professional that could make, you know, that could help make this match to be something we can really remember. So I tell you, if this this rumor is true, if this is actual news, man, that's going to, that's going to awesome. break headlines at WrestleMania. I will be over the moon about seeing it. With WrestleMania, WrestleMania being a two night event, you need, you got to fill the card up. Mm-hmm. Got to fill the card up. There's a lot of, <laughs> the roster is a little bit thinner. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit different time we're in, but you got to fill the card up. Um, more news. So EC3, <laughs> right? His, his big thing has been control your narrative. Right. That's, that's been like his moniker. That's been his motto, what he's been doing. Um, and it seems to, seems to me, well, it seems to be, excuse me, that EC3 and Braun have kind of partnered up. There were boys at, in WWE, there were boys outside of the ring. They were actually real friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like I've seen actually stuff on Twitter that Karrion Cross is, is kind of hanging with them too. So there is talks of another new wrestling promotion. CYN control your narrative um, being put together and that a state they, as Joey put on the, on the, uh, on the producer sheet, a state of a state, of TV deal is imminent. Oh, states. He's missing the S states. A TV deal is imminent. So there is word of another wrestling promotion, possibly around the corner. Um, control your narrative. Now, from when I saw that Braun match, um, Tommy, I don't know if you remember. It was, it was Braun and EC3 in that match eventually, right? That um, I don't know if you remember. Um, I remember that oh, I'm trying to think of it's uh, it's not coming to me. It's Saturday morning, a little bit. I'm still a little tired. Anyway, there was a I did see something on the internet. Braun was involved in a match with the whole control your narrative thing. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to be that they produced it very differently, very, I want to say a little bit cinematic. Um, a little bit of emphasis on the story in the match compared to the we'll say the more traditional wrestling matches we're used to seeing in, you know, NXT, AEW, WWE, you know, Ring of Honor, Impact and whatnot. So it seems like it's going to give you a different flavor, a different narrative. Um, first of all, I'd definitely want to hear your reaction to the news. And second of all, if this is true, what would you look for differently, Tommy, right? Like we watch wrestling all the time. Mm-hmm. It's getting to the point now it's hard to keep up. Like even though there's five days in a week before we record, I cannot seem to get through everything. Before the five days. I didn't get to watch SmackDown last night, um, even though it was taped. But, Tommy, again, what's your reaction? And and what would you want to see them do differently? Because we see a lot, like, 
we see different presentations of the ring and wrestlers and whatnot, but another promotion. Um, I mean, it definitely would be interesting to see how how they would run this promotion. Like they, like you said, they said control your narrative. So obviously, they will have control of, I guess, everything over the company. They like, they, I guess, they're the bosses and whatnot. But it would be pretty cool to see, you know, like how they run like a match or like a card or whatever. Like how how they would stock, you know, who who they would bring in. I mean, I doubt it's gonna be the two of them. You know, obviously they're the the brainchilds behind it. But maybe yeah, maybe Karrion Cross comes in. Maybe some more release WWE guys for the last two years come in because uh, believe me. There's plenty that got released that could fill up a whole more another promotion. So it would be would be interesting to see who they bring in. But I mean, to see what they would do differently. I mean, like you said, maybe like the type of matches they do. Hey, maybe they don't even have a ring. Maybe they do something. You know, who knows? Like not street fights, but like you know, something kind of crazy like that. Like um, like well, like this. What, what was uh, Impact back in the day? Like the six sided ring or whatever. Yeah. Something, something yeah, crazy like right. that, or you know. Who knows? Maybe they have like one side of the ring open. I mean, I, I mean, like anything they could do, like you said, control control the narrative. So we'll see what happens with it. If, if it does, I mean, I don't know what TV deal they can get for it. I mean, I doubt it's going to be any of the big networks, but who knows, man? It, anything's possible. But it, it'd be definitely cool to see another alternative with some big names attached to it. Because those two guys at one point, I mean, Braun obviously was huge. And even though EC3 got a bad rap in WWE, he was a pretty popular guy. And impact and on the indies for so long so it'd be cool to see how they do with this i mean listen i would i would love to i love the ec3 obviously nj3 it's it's a bite off of ec3 mm-hmm. that's literally that's literally a bite off of him um <laughs> and i i love the guy to be honest i thought the stuff that he did in impact was fantastic i mean I was, like, his yeah. first nxt yeah. run was was garbage yeah. um that whole first presentation of what that was that game show reality show bullshit yeah. it was terrible yeah. Yeah. Um, really bad job, WWE. Again, what else is new? Um, but his time in Impact, you know, Ethan Carter the Third, you know, the nephew of Dixie Carter, <laughs> um, you know, and and he was a champion over there, and, he, and was, he, yeah. did, he did yeah. great work as a heel. He did great work as a face, and and to be honest, I know he spent a cup of coffee with it with the, with NXT, but he was down there with like Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and like. You know, a good crop of guys like the, like the really like when when NXT was it, he was a part of that little yeah. one. And um, and, you know, I, I'm happy to see him, you know, doing something, doing something for himself. Right. At the end of the day, you know, these wrestlers are they're independent contractors. Right. They don't work nine to five jobs. This is their life. This is their livelihood. And the fact that he's been able to, I guess, help facilitate this, him and Braun and and Cross are obviously the three big names that come to mind for me that I've seen associated with this. It's great to see it. I wish them nothing but success. And the best part about the world we live in, Tommy, these days, as you know, is it's very internet-based, right? It's streaming. It's internet. So do they even need to have cable television or syndicated? Do they even need to really technically get on a TV channel? You can just create a website and, and literally just stream the events off the website. It doesn't impact work off of Twitch. I think so. Yeah, it's just so. You know, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe just create an app. Maybe create a CYN app where the app is just dedicated to you. Where it's not. You know how Twitch is like a, a platform mm-hmm. for streaming for everything, almost like video games or whatnot. Maybe just create your own app. Create your own narrative app, and that'd be just, cool. <laughs> you know, and just have like little little skits throughout the week to follow the wrestlers what they're doing. Like if you're gonna tell like this very cinematic storyline based, you know, wrestling promotion potentially. Again, this is only from what I've seen on the internet so far maybe that's the route they go down but hey listen streaming is is cool man i love streaming i don't got cable i cut that cord a long time ago and it's the best thing i ever did um so hopefully that's uh, something we kind of see 
Uh, more news. So WWE, and very surprising because they're not really signing people from independent promotions, right? That's been their thing, right? That's what NXT, yeah. no more signing outside mm-hmm. of their promotions. However, yeah. they did sign um, independent wrestler, I guess you want to say, because if you're not a part of WWE or AEW, I guess you're an independent wrestler. Um, Rock C. Mm-hmm. Um, real name, Carla Gonzalez. Uh, young. She's only 20. Uh, she came out of the camp from Booker T. And she began training at age 13 and she started training with Booker T at age 16. Um, You know, she's a teacher right there. (laughs) Yeah. It's a pretty damn good teacher. Dig it. You know, dig it. Um, You know, she made her pro wrestling debut in 2018 um, in, you know, in in reality of wrestling. And uh, she, you know, she took her name from the rock. Actually, she was, she was a big fan. So that's kind of where she kind of got her name from and the C in uh, Roxy is for her name, Carla. So okay. makes sense. Roxy. Um, she spent a couple of years in reality wrestling, and then she's been, and then she spent some time in Ring of Honor. She was the Ring of Honor Women's Champion, and um, it looks like she did appear on uh, an episode, uh, Hard to Kill, on January eighth, twenty twenty two, on Impact Wrestling. So she has signed with the WWE, and to be honest, I think it's great. Right? I think um, it's awesome to see someone that young at 13 start wrestling you get put you get you're able to get into booker t's camp at uh at age 18 you you get to train under one of the a hall of famer two-time hall of famer um five time five time <laughs> champ booker t and uh 20 years old is young man she's young in the business means she god willing she has a long career ahead of her you know tommy we've seen a really cool infusion of some of the women in nxt and i have to say i've actually enjoyed the women more in NXT that I've joined some of the men and obviously for, you know, a couple of reasons, but um, for one of the main reasons is the wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, big mommy, cool Raquel Gonzalez, yeah. top notch. Mandy Rose has taken a step forward. Oh yeah. You can't say, I know you can, you can probably dog her. She didn't spend enough time in NXT the first time her main roster run. She was almost, you know, she wasn't really doing too much, but the NXT work she's doing is great. Gigi, mm-hmm. JC, mm-hmm. um, you know, Cora Jade, yeah. um, Electra Lopez. Uh, I think I said Kaylee Ray. Now you can uh, add Roxy to that, uh, to that, to that number. Um, Persia Parada. A lot of these new infusion of uh, Wendy Chu, right? Wendy Chu, you know, Tiffany Stratton, Nikita, Lefemme Nikita, whoever's yeah. called, whoever yeah. that was, you know, um, produced coming up. There's a lot of women there and a lot of women who have different backgrounds. Some, wrestling for years, some just athletes and, and whatnot. So this is cool to me, right? Because someone like this is going to get immediate backing from the NXT universe because, you know, like us, Tommy, we love people who've wrestle and who pay their dues. And we love getting behind like the new person. If, if, you know, like depending on who they are and where they came from. So I'm excited for her. This is great. I'm excited for, for NXT. I hope that she has a great run. I hope they do the right thing with her. Cause I think this, again, this is probably the first independent signing they've made since 2.0 yeah. so definitely interested to see so i guess welcome roxy and let's see what go, you're gonna do yeah good luck <laughs> good luck is right um another news a lot of news this week buddy matthews um mm-hmm. formerly known as uh, buddy murphy is rumored to be heading to aew now i kind of think we spoke about this before um where we thought like i think because it was rumored before he was going to show up he never showed up and now i guess he's it's rumored again that he's going to show up um, I know one of our questions from Joe Money was "When's enough enough?" You know, I you know, watching Dynamite and and Rampage week in and week out. 
know, you, you see some of the same names recycled and it's not a bad thing. It's what your roster is. And, but you don't, you haven't, and I know we alluded to it. We haven't seen a lot of names last week. Like I know we were saying we dropped a bunch of names, you know, um, how many times is Trent Beretta and the best friends going to feud with the elite and, yeah. episode in and episode out? And again, I ain't mad at it. Yeah. Jay White and Trent Beretta was top notch this week. Like that was awesome. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's the first time I've seen uh, an actual Jay White match. So I wanted to really take that in, but um, buddy Matthews, buddy Murphy, we know he can move in the ring. He was the best kept secret. Yes. He was not a Mike guy for sure. Yeah. That's uh, right. But I don't know, Tommy, what do you think? Is this just another guy to throw in there? I guess just a rat, you know, for matches. Cause I think the main event scene and the TNT title scene is it's pretty loaded up right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, best kept secret. I mean, every match that guy had mostly when he was a cruiserweight champion in WWE was awesome. And, you know, he finally, you know, when he finally got brought to the main roster, you know, he kind of got lost in the shuffle for a little bit. But then, you know, he obviously teamed with Seth. And I think that did wonders for him, which was pretty cool to see. Then he got involved with the whole Mysterio daughter thing and what a freaking disaster oh, that was for him, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's have him let's have him make out with an underage girl. On yeah, that, that really, Vince, what a brainchild yeah. of yours. Yeah, so that was, I mean, obviously it was at the worst possible time in this country with, you know, the pandemic raging on. I mean, so I guess they were just throwing shit to the wall to see what stuck but i mean that was definitely one of the worst things they did but i mean <clears throat> i don't know yeah i guess they throw him in maybe he feuds with the the young bucks or whatever he joins forces with somebody i mean i don't know if he comes in as a face or whatever who knows maybe he joins the house of black who knows you know they got so many possibilities in AEW. Have, yeah i mean some of his you know what's funny you said tommy some of his best work in wwe was with alistair black yeah. so funny you say cool that it. actually it would be actually really cool if he did join the house of black finally i like that one tommy well because uh, and this past week's promo, where he Malachi did, someone entered the house. He couldn't see who it was, so who knows? Maybe it's him. You know, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Listen, Tommy, great call out. I think that makes perfect sense. And to be quite honest, I hope that is what they do because, mm-hmm. again, he is not a Mike guy. He is an yeah, absolute no. ring guy. He looks like a yeah. specimen. Yeah. Um, you know, Alistair can you know he can cut promos. He has that dark side to him. And what a, what a way to add to that faction, right? Because right now they're just a team. Yeah. They're not a faction yet, right? Two is usually a team. Three is a faction. So AEW does like their factions. And they have said in the past that writing writing storylines for factions is easier than writing sometimes one-off storylines. So yeah. what a better way to introduce you um, is if you possibly get paired up with the House of Black. So I'd like to see that. And if that is true, that's exactly what I'd want to see. So um, yeah, a lot of news this week, Tommy. Let's get into some wrestling. Um mm-hmm. You know, we had we had we have a lot of events coming up. We have, like we just said earlier, we have Elimination Chamber, which we'll definitely predict down the card. Um, but before we do, we had Vengeance Day on Tuesday. Um, you know, I've been very critical of NXT 2.0 because I just didn't think anything was wrong with 1.0. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have seen, I think at least I can honestly say it, I've seen the last couple of shows prior to Vengeance Day actually being decently done shows where they push narratives. We've actually gotten some good wrestling. Um, we've gotten good moments and I didn't, I didn't turn off the TV saying, damn, that sucked again. I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Fine. So um, NXT vengeance day was on Tuesday and we had some really good matches. Um, you know, I guess I'll, I'll go through some of the matches and then we can react to what we, you know, what would stood out to us is what we loved and maybe what could have mm-hmm. been better. So we had the opening. We had the opening match of the Weaponized Steel Cage match. Pete Dunne and Tony D'Angelo. 
Um, we had the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match, Toxic Attraction, Gigi and JC versus uh, Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. We had LA Knight getting his. Mm. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. We had the North American Championship, Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes, and then in your and then we had the cla- the had the Dusty Cup Classic finale, MSK versus the Creed Brothers, and we had Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar. So to run down the the actual results of it, uh, Pete Dunn, Peter Dune, he did mm-hmm. beat Tony D'Angelo. The Toxic Attraction did retain. LA Knight got his. And he's going to actually be able to fight Grayson Waller and hopefully beat his fucking ass next week. Yeah. Uh, we had we had a nice defense of Carmelo Hayes pinning and beating uh, Cameron Grimes. The Creed Brothers won the Dusty Cup. And in his first title defense, Braun Breaker did retain against Santos Escobar. So, Tommy, mm-hmm. with that card, with those people, I mean, that is as 2.0 as you get it, right? I mean, I know Pete Dunne is, is technically 1.0. Um, you know... Indy Hartwell's 1.0, Parada, I kind of count her as 2.0, Toxic Attraction. Yeah. I kind of count them as 2.0 because I know that we saw Gigi before, but she wasn't able to really blossom exactly, yeah. like she is, exactly, you know, yeah. unintended. And, um, you know, LA Knight, I believe LA Knight is definitely 1.0, but he also works in 2.0. Grayson Waller's 2.0, Carmelo Hayes is 1.0, technically, but he really is blossoming now. Cameron Grimes, I think he kind of works in both. And then um, Creed Brothers and whatnot. So, yeah. With all that kind of going on, um, you know, what stood out to you? What was your what was your favorite match of the night, and what was your favorite moment? Oh, definitely the Creed Brothers and MSK. I mean, Creed Brothers—they're definitely going to be around for a long time. I mean, that their matches—I mean, they're just straight wrestlers, man. It's just awesome to see. You know, what I mean, they just perform. It's so good. They're like—I guess you could say they're American version of Imperium, if you want to say, you know, something like that. That's how I feel about them. True. So I mean, it was that was a cool match. I love the Kamala Hayes and uh, Kevin Grimes match. I mean, you put those two in a match together, you're always gonna come out with gold. So that was a cool match. Overall, very very good show. I was nah, I was disappointed with the women's tag. I thought it could have gone a little longer, but I guess you know, being only two hours, they gotta fit in what they can. But I felt that could have been a little longer. But overall, definitely a good. Uh, uh, I guess you, I don't know if it's a pay per view or whatever, a specialty show, whatever the hell they want to call it, you know, on for Tuesday night. But it was definitely, definitely a fun show and definitely one of the better 2.0 shows they've done so far. So hopefully they're headed in the right direction. Like we said, you don't want to rebuild something that didn't need to be rebuilt, but you know, we're not the ones making that decision, unfortunately. But I mean, so if they keep going this way, I, be, I think it's going to be headed in the right direction. Yeah, Tommy, I'm with you. I thought I thought all in all it was definitely a good show, definitely very enjoyable. Um, I did wish we had a couple more minutes in the Pete Dunn, um, Pete Dunn, Tony D'Angelo match. I thought they were like, I thought they kind of run, I, like I thought they were kind of running to their spots a little bit more. Um, that could be more of D'Angelo not being as seasoned as Pete Dunn because we've seen Pete Dunn put on absolute bangers in Absolutely. any aspect of of what he does in the ring. So I just felt that it could have had a couple more minutes in that match, but I thought that match was really good. Um, I thought this was the best version of Toxic Attraction, like you said, that we've seen. I, I do agree. Again, the show had to feel like it was shortened because of commercials and whatnot, but I really felt like this was the best match Toxic Attraction, meaning Gigi and JC put it together in uh in you know in one of their most recent matches. So I, was, I liked seeing that. I was very happy about that. You know, my boy LA Knight, obviously. You know, yeah, yeah. the fact of life, baby, he's gonna whoop that ass. Yeah. Uh, Best decision but, making him face. He's so good. Oh my face. god, he's great. But the match that stuck out to me the most was the North American Championship match. Carmelo Hayes, he's the real deal. Um, 
he's 1.0 talent. He's 2.0 talent. This guy can really wrestle. When it was when he was a part of the breakout tournament, I thought right away he was going to win it, and obviously he did. Um, absolutely fantastic. And, and you know, shout out to Cameron Grimes, man. What mm-hmm. a what a match he put on with him. I mean, that match it had me at the edge of my seat. False finishes, big moves, a lot of emotion. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. Um, I think it made perfect sense for the Creed brothers to win. Not that I don't like MSK. I love MSK. They won last year, but what a way to dethrone the prior champions, right? Like it yeah, was great. Like exactly, not only did yeah. the, not only did the Creed brothers win, they beat last year's former champs, which I I do like that in like almost like a sports storytelling aspect. It's like absolutely be the man. You got to beat the man, right? So Ric Flair said to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. So it was just really cool to be the Dusty Cup winner. You had to beat the former Dusty Cup winner. So I did like that. Again, did they fall into that? More likely than not. But if they actually intentionally told that story, I actually had to tip my cap to that. Yeah. And, you know, in Braun Breaker's first defense, Santos Escobar is a great opponent, right? That guy can wrestle in the ring. We said it for a long time. We know he was the cruiserweight champion for a long time. Um, we said once he was done with that and he moved on to more main storyline telling, we said that he's a main guy. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. He's not, he's bigger than just cruiserweight. He's, he's anything you need him to be. Yeah, exactly. um, I thought the match was pretty good. Uh, supposedly there's some booze in the crowd. It's a brawn breaker, but you know, the crowd is very, um, as I'll say this as Brian Danielson says, fickle. Yeah. Um, they're <laughs> fickle. So all in all, I thought it was a good first defense for Braun breaker. Uh, he did retain as we expected. The only thing sometimes in these certain matches is there was no doubt. I would have bet my house. And I'm not just saying that now because he won. Like it was almost like bet the house kind of bet. You knew Braun Breaker was going to win this match. There was oh, no way he yeah. was yeah. going to win it. But I thought they did put together a good match. And just the more we see of Braun, the more he kind of continues to wrestle and showcase. I mean, he's got the look. He looks yeah. absolute mm-hmm. money. So I just want to see him continue to work on his craft. But all in all, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good card. So NXT Vengeance Day, I guess if I had to give it a grade, I'd give it a three and a half out of five. Yeah, I go with that. Absolutely. I thought it was solid. Um, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't uh, a, a title change. You know, we had retains, which is fine. No big yeah, deal. Yeah, exactly. um, but we had some good moments. And it, and like I said, when I turned the TV off, I wasn't upset about it. So um, staying with WWE, because we will finish the show with Dynamite and Rampage Raw this week. Raw, the, I think the match that sold the show was the Gauntlet match. Absolutely. Um, I, I love, a love, love, love a good gauntlet match. And it was great just to see them put something together like this and allow the girls to wrestle um, each other and to allow the winner to be the last entrant in the chamber match. Um, Rhea Ripley obviously stood out. She didn't win, but she absolutely stood out. And that's the kind of performance I wanted to see out of her in the Royal Rumble. Like, I feel like she needed yeah. like that, that moment making performance again, because again, she made it to the top, right? She did wrestle yeah. Charlotte Flair for the NXT championship a couple of years ago. She did lose, mm-hmm. but she was hotter as hot could be at that yeah. moment. You know, she's she was a former women's tag champ. She was a former champion, but it never felt like it, it hit the pinnacle of what um, she was, you know, more recently, right? So to see her have like performance like this in this match and go through a lot of those women like she did, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, we've been saying it now for weeks. Bianca and Becky is going to be the match at WrestleMania. I still feel that way. Mm-hmm. Bianca winning the, you know, winning the, you know, winning the gauntlet match to be the last in the chamber. Does it change my opinion a little bit? It definitely makes me scratch my head because usually with Bianca, but again, she can get in the match and all the women could all still be there and not be eliminated, right? Because that's the elimination chamber. Um, 
you know, you have to pin them or submit them to lose uh, for them to be eliminated. So she technically could be the last entrance and everyone could still be in the ring and she could still have a great showcase performance. But usually she's more like that underdog person, right? I figured Bianca would be one of the first ones to start the match, be one of the first ones, you know, not even in the pod, like start the match, that one-on-one. But she's earned the last spot, which is fine. Uh, Tommy, what do you think about that that use of the time? And was that a smart move of putting all these women out there and letting them actually wrestle like this before the chamber? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, they definitely had to fill up, you know, the, the show on Monday because the majority of them were going over for, obviously, Elimination Chamber. So I felt, I think the card felt like it was a little, you know, uh, short at that moment, but absolutely shown showcasing the women. I mean, I, the whole match was all awesome. like I said, Rhea and Bianca, just so good to see. Dewdrop was in there. I mean, just the show showcase all of them was very cool to see and good for them. You know, we've been saying for a while that the women, ever since you know all, all the releases, they kind of got the short end of the stick. It's always been like the same four women, you know, Becky, Charlotte, this um, Sasha. Now we're finally getting some new, you know, new names thrown in, like Dewdrop, obviously Bianca, and now Rhea is finally a singles competitor again. Yeah, that tag, that tag team. So it's, it was cool to see. So hopefully. This is a good step going forward, and we get more, like more of these matches going forward. Whatever, like, like just to see like them continue to showcase what they can do. So it was awesome to see. Yeah, it really was. And we were wondering who that extra person was going to be in the match, right? We kind of alluded yep. to it that we hope it's either going to be Alexa or Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a feeling that Bailey's just not ready yet, and then she's really more training for WrestleMania than she is for Elimination Chamber. Um, and now it looks like we have another premium live event coming out before WrestleMania, um, right? Is it before WrestleMania? Is it after the Saturday main main event? I know this is really more news, but yeah, is uh, it, what is it? Let me take a look. Hold on. I know. Yeah, while you're looking at that, so while you're getting us that answer, we kind of alluded it'd be one or the other, but we thought Bailey be more ready for getting ready for Mania than she would be for Rumble and or Chamber. So Alexa Bliss made sense. I mean, we see her every week in these vignette segments with, um, I guess, getting her mind right, and it looks like she got her mind right. Alexa Bliss is the last entrance. She was the mystery entrance in the Elimination Chamber match, which I think personally ups the ante a little bit. And I think adds a little intrigue to the match, to be quite honest, because again, with Bianca being in the match, and I still think that she's going to face, you know, Becky Lynch, adding Alexa Bliss, I think makes you have to say, well, are they going to beat Alexa Bliss in her first match back in this long? Mm. Maybe, maybe not. Um, so I thought all in all, I thought the gauntlet match actually stole raw. It was great. That actually took up a lot of good time. Maria was in the match for over 40 minutes. Bianca won. We had good showings and we got Alexa bliss. So I'm actually pretty damn excited for this, you know, this chance to face the Raw women's champion at WrestleMania, um, elimination chamber match. Uh, Tommy, get that answer or not yet. Yeah, I got this same as of now, they're looking at Saturday, April 23rd and Saturday, April 30th as the first Saturday main events. It's not confirmed yet, but the places where they're being held, that's the dates for them. So we'll see what happens. Most likely those will be the dates for them. All right. So post-mania. post-mania. Yeah, post-mania. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I wasn't sure. I know I saw the post. I was a little busy yesterday, uh, mother-in-law's birthday. So I was mm-hmm. trying not to be on my phone because yeah. you know, all, all you husbands out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, anyways, SmackDown was taped last night. Like Tommy said, they were, they were trying to get everyone over to Saudi because it's not a, you know, it's not around the, around the yeah. corner kind of flight. You got a yeah, no. <laughs> connecting flight. Um, 
So we had, you know, for the for SmackDown, we had the Elimination Chamber contract signing. Ronda Rousey and Naomi are going to take on Charlotte and uh, Sonya. We'll get to our predictions momentarily. Um, short and sweet, right to the point. Ricochet versus Sheamus for the 110th time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. why the hell not, right? We, we, you know, it's funny, right? I heard I heard someone say this defending WWE, and I thought it was kind of funny. They're like, well, do people complain about when the Yankees and the Red Sox play a series, um, a, you know, seven-game series? And it's like, no, but... <laughs> When there's other other games to watch and there's other yeah. people to wrestle, it's okay, right? Yeah, yeah, you don't have yeah. to have them. Yankees don't play the Red Sox 162 games in a year, or in this exactly, case, yeah. maybe yeah. possibly not even one game this year. But yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. not get into that. Yeah. But Ricochet, Ricochet won. Hey, um, Ivar took on Jay Uso, and uh, Ivar defeated you know Jay Uso by disqualification. Uh, Drew McIntyre is going to take on. Um, Madcap Moss, which we'll kind of get into momentarily, but the big, the bigger news of the show was, but it already got, we already said it last week. Sami Zayn is your new yeah. intercontinental champion. Um, you know, Tommy, I, I don't hate it, right? Because to be quite honest, Shinsuke is not good on the mic, so yeah. that's kind of why they paired him with Rick Boogs to give him like a little, little like because Shinsuke is charismatic as he is, but yeah. when you're in NXT, you're you're putting on a different performance versus when you're on the main roster, we'll say. And Shinsuke is great in the ring. He'll give you top-notch performances. But sometimes we need that little charismatic little get-me-over. And, and with Sami Zayn, like, it almost like if he keeps continuing to complain, complain, bitch, and moan, and not get a payoff, it's almost like it kind of just gets like, all right, enough, enough. Yeah. The fact that they actually paid it off, I'm okay with it, right? Um, Sami's a great wrestler. We can't deny it. Nick may hate him as a human being, but that's just Nick's problem. <laughs> Nick, hate, Nick hates everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I, I'm okay with this to be quite honest. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with maybe pairing up Shinsuke and, and Rick Boogs for, uh, to be a potential challenger to either the Viking Raiders or the Usos going forward as a tag team, right? Cause we could use another tag team, you yeah. know, around there. They could, they, they've tagged before they can continue to tag. Um, how do you feel about Sami Zayn, your new intercontinental champion? I mean, it's definitely interesting because, I mean, when was the last time Shinsuke defended in a Continental title? I can't remember. I mean, there was rumors going around he was injured and they were just, you know, using him, you know, come out and like do whatever. But I mean, I can't remember the last time he defended it. So it would be cool to see, you know, Sami Zayn, you know, be the champion. You know, he'll probably be the wine champion. Like, oh, why do I got to defend my title all the time? You know, this and that, you know, kind of thing. So I think that would work right now for it. And so we'll see where he goes up against. So maybe he goes up against Shinsuke Mania again for like the rematch or whatever. But we'll see what happens, obviously, going forward in the next few weeks. But I think it'll definitely work for him to be an Intercontinental tie, uh, champion. So it'll be, it's going to be funny to see. And, like, even though he's annoying, I mean, that's obviously the point of his character. So we'll see how he is now holding that title for however long. So it'll be pretty – maybe, like, he's just holding it for someone else. Who knows? Maybe – who knows? Maybe Boobs goes for it. You know, anything's possible. So, I mean, it'd be pretty cool to see. But, I mean, hey, you know, whatever. Good for him. And – Hopefully he'll stop complaining as much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then obviously to wrap up the show, you wrap up with the tribal chief, you know, the head of the table, um, you know, God mode himself, Roman reigns and pretty much wanted new Orleans to acknowledge him as they should, as we do Roman, I acknowledge you of course, always as my tribal chief and my universal champion. And this is pretty much short and sweet. This is short and sweet, right? Roman cut his promo. Goldberg came out. Went up to right to Roman. I'm next. Showing off the air. Just like that. Yeah. Goldberg is not a mic guy. Um, no. 
you know, his last week's interview with Michael Cole was kind of cringeworthy, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He never was a Mike guy, you know, back in WCW, it was, you know, spear, jackhammer, repeat. Like that's exactly. his moniker. Yeah. And it worked yeah. well. And we loved it. So yeah. you know what? Again, this didn't add anything to the feud, in my opinion. Like you didn't need it. Exactly. You, yeah. you did not need it, but you didn't need it. But you know what? Let's keep it short and sweet. Roman, do your thing. Goldberg, go tell him you're next. See you guys in Saudi. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. So moving into some AEW. All right, Tommy, this was this was a pretty big moment, right? AEW Dynamite starts with CM Punk in the ring, uh, sitting uh, Indian style, or as I guess they, as I guess the kids say on the in in school, was crisscross applesauce, <laughs> oh, something like that. Okay. So you know what's really funny? I was actually watching a show on Netflix called Murderville. Um, if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's like a skit. It's like a sketch comedy show where, um, what's his name? Uh, I know his last name's Arnett. Um, Will Arnett. Yeah, Will Arnett plays uh, a detective, Terry Silver. Uh, no, Terry Seattle, excuse me. I keep I don't like home, when I call him Terry Silver. Um, you know, Cobra Kai. Um, Terry, Terry Seattle. And what's cool is every it's a 30-minute show, and every ep- for six episodes, they have like a new celebrity come in, but the celebrity actually plays themselves, and they're a part of a murder mystery. Oh, right, cool. so they have to solve a murder. And the whole show is scripted minus what the celebrity is doing. The celebrity is unscripted. They just come on the show, they get recorded. So um, it's up to Will Arnett and like the cast to kind of take them through the whole murder thing. One of the one of the murders they had to solve was they were in, they were investigating um, a teacher, um, like a kindergarten teacher. But it was one of those teachers were like, "All right, everybody, let's be good. All right, go sit in the quiet corner and come back and think what you thought about." And then when Will Arnett went to the, you know, he's being obviously he's messing around because he doesn't want to, you know, cooperate with the teacher. Yeah. She he was sitting there with his legs out and she's like, "All right, come on, it's crisscross applesauce." And I was like, "Oh, I guess that's what they say to kids now these days." Anyway, <laughs> back to my long-winded answer. Actually, really good show, and I think you get a kick out of it. I loved it a lot. Really, 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 really funny. Conan O'Brien was one of the celebrities. Ken Jong, Marshawn Lynch, oh, wow. um, okay. Camille Nanjiani from The Eternals. So sure, and that yeah. was actually my that was my favorite episode. Was his episode? He was Ken Jong was good. He was funny. So anyway. Back to it. CM Punk was sitting Indian style in the ring, or I don't know if we can say that, um, legs crossed in the ring. And he was cutting a really good promo. And he was like, listen, you know, you said I can't get you next unless we beat you. Me and Moxie beat FTR. I want you next. I want you at Revolution. And, um, you know, bring up the picture again of when MJF went to go meet CM Punk back in the day, that it was just a, another Saturday for CM Punk. or And then it was, you know, it was everything for MJF. But you know, CM Punk cut a great promo and led to a dog collar match. Now, this will be the second one in AEW. First one being with, may he rest in peace, Brody Lee, taking on the formerly employed Cody Rhodes, which was a great, great match. Yeah, it was good. Um, so, Tommy, I'll tell you this. Now, I love what they did in Chicago. I love that, you know, he had a beat. He beat him twice. I love that the length of the match. I thought it was uh, MJF's best match in AEW. A dog collar match is interesting, right? It reminds me of like a strap match. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I know that you don't have to touch all the corners. It's not like in that way. You have to actually beat the person. But I get it. The whole point is for brutality. You know, I'm going to make you my bitch, whatever you, whatever you want to say. Um, are you cool with a dog collar match? Is this, uh, is this cool with you? I mean, being what's been going on with them for the last, what's it been like few, three or four months, maybe longer. I mean, definitely... It definitely, like you said, it's definitely going to be brutal. So I have no problem with it. I mean, I, I would have preferred maybe another match. I don't know why. I mean, 
steel cage would have been cool, but definitely this this definitely definitely adds to it. So it would be cool to see. But I mean, it was I mean. I mean, like you said, the promo we cut was awesome. And then to have MJF come out and basically be speechless. I mean, how how often does that happen? I mean, never. So, never. I mean, definitely, yeah. So, it's definitely definitely adding some intrigue to the match. So, it should be cool. I think it's, what, March 6th, I think, is the pay-per-view? Yeah, right, right around the corner. Right yeah, around so, the corner. So, they only have, like, a few weeks, you know, obviously build it up and stuff. So, that should be definitely... Uh, definitely cool to see, but I mean, eh, definitely another chapter to this rivalry, which I think has been awesome. So I can't wait for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for it not to end. I kind of want to see a little bit more. Um, I've just enjoyed their promo work. They've really just, they've kind of, they've hit hard. They've hit real. And yeah. I just, I appreciate that as a fan. So Absolutely. Um, again, I wouldn't personally have gone with a dog collar match, but again, I'm not the booker in this one. I would have done something a little bit more like create their own kind of cage match, right? Where they kind of close the top. Like we won't call it hell in a cell, yeah, but yeah. do something where you can kind of lock these two guys up because you know, for a fact, Wardlow is going to get in, you know, involved some form of passion. Maybe this is Wardlow's turn, right? I think that's what, yeah. Maybe, you know, that's maybe this happened. is the turn. Yeah. If, if not yeah. Wardlow, Sean Spears is going to get involved. So you're going to get people involved. Yeah. So I like the idea of just allowing the two of them be the two of them, but Hey, let's see how it comes out. I'm not, I'm not upset one way or another. I just, maybe I wouldn't personally book the dual collar match. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan took on Lee Moriarty. Um, really good technical match. Um, really good technical match. Definitely enjoyed it. Um, Moxley said no to teaming up with Bryan. I don't team up with guys that I don't bleed with. Mm. We had a feeling that we were kind of leading towards a Daniel, excuse me, Bryan Danielson and um, and Moxley match. Um, that's what we want. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Now, Definitely. if they give us an absolute banger bloodbath. Do you think we're actually going to see them team up, or you think this is maybe just a one-off, just match with them? I mean, who knows? I mean, depending on how the match goes, you know. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them tag for a little bit or whatever. I mean, definitely. I mean, right now, like we've been saying, they got so many main guys right now. It's really hard to put them all in the main picture. So, I mean, if they throw them in the tag team scene for maybe like over the spring summer, I wouldn't hate it too much. I mean, you know, obviously that they're there for the long term. I mean, hopefully you would think right. So they're definitely going to have their chances. <laughs> to be um to showcase but to see them as a tag team for a little bit i wouldn't mind it so we'll see how it plays out but definitely would be cool to see him as a tag team for a little bit for sure and one way or another we're gonna get this one-on-one match and that's exactly what yeah. we need and what we deserve and i cannot wait for it ryan wrestles a he wrestles like a, a fucking tough match man like he just beats yeah. the shit out of his people moxley mm-hmm. too so this is going to be literally cringeworthy in all the best ways yeah. Um, we had Rosa. Uh, Joey wrote Rosa on the on the on the producer sheet. We had Thunder Rosa take on Mercedes Martinez in an ODQ match. Thunder Rosa won a lot of nasty spots. I mean, Thunder wow. Rosa is becoming almost like the queen of the, the queen of the fucking matches. Yeah. But what we saw after the match is kind of what I wanted to make a point to. DMD, um, Jamie Hader, and Rebel yeah. beat down both Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez, which. I mean, Tommy, we've seen wrestling for how many years now? You do that, you're probably going to pair up Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. I ain't mad at that, right? Because yeah. right now, for right now, I know Britt Baker, they announced Britt Baker's going to take on Thunder Rosa at Revolution for the uh, for the championship. But we still have a little bit of time before we get to March. I'd be cool with Thunder Rosa, Jamie Hayter teaming up to take on, um, let me try that again, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter to take on Thunder Rosa and yeah. Mercedes Martinez. I would, I would sign up for something like that. Nice little Rampage main event. Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't hate it. And I just, I, I mean, I've been saying for a while, I think Thunder Rose is going to be the one to dethrone DMD. So, I mean, I think, 
Well, if that if that match happens, it would be a banger too. So I can't wait to see it. I mean, them, just going back to that match last year, they had that what was a light oh, the lights out like, match. Oh, I mean, so how awesome! Good. So to so run that good. back again would be so awesome to see. So I hope I hope that happens. But yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a little tag team action with them. So it would be ah. cool just to build towards that storyline. I wouldn't mind it at all because what you can do in a tag team, right? You can have you can have that match. You can have Mercedes take on Jamie Hayter, which is what you yeah. want to see, right? The two big enforcers take on each other, have, exactly. a, have a great match. You mm-hmm. can have Thunder Rosa pin Britt Baker in the exactly. tag match to make her look like a really credible threat. Yeah. And you can have her, if you don't want to take the belt off of Britt Baker, which is fine, we're cool with that. You can, As long as you can get like Thunder Rosa a chance to pin Britt to make her still exactly. look credible. And yeah, if she absolutely. loses at, at the actual pay-per-view, it's not like it's like you're you're jobbing her, right? So yeah, exactly. you, know, you, have a, you have a chance to have two good matches to enhance your storytelling for the revolution one-on-one, uh, you know, championship, AEW women's championship match. So, um, Joey also put on the producer sheet, shout out to Wardlow. So shout out to Wardlow. He he did qualify to be in the, uh, the, um, the revolution ladder match. So, uh, that's going to be good. Uh, him, Keith Lee. And then obviously, you know, we'll get to it on rampage. Um, Luke, Will Hobbs, um, I'm saying as a joke, obviously. <laughs> um, powerhouse Hobbs in that match. So better get some big ladders, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, main event, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen. Yes. Unreal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What a, what a match, man. I'm sitting there yeah. watching like this is this is pay-per-view right here. Yeah. Just absolutely fantastic match. Sammy Guevara did get the win. There was interference from Andrade. Um, and it looks like Andrade did leave with the titles um, that night. Uh, hopefully, Sammy gets them back because Sammy will be taking Andrade for the uh, for the TNT Championship at next week's Rampage. So, um, great match, all in all, solid Dynamite show um, and whatnot. But getting to Rampage, uh, hold on, let me get my little note here. Here we go. Uh, as per usual, Adam Cole picks up a win. Uh, he okay. took on 10. What else is new? Adam Cole is just winning, winning, winning. I said it before, Powerhouse Hobbs took on Dante Martin for um, a qualifying match for uh, Face the Revolution ladder match. Powerhouse did win. Uh, Serena Deeb, you know, holding her whatever professional thing. I'm, I like Serena as a wrestler, but I, she just is, she's just so vanilla and boring to me. Yeah, like, yeah. like in the ring, she's an absolute technician. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Tip my hat, but I know she's a heel. She doesn't like, she doesn't make me gravitate. I watch her match because I appreciate the work she does, but like, that's kind of it for me. But, yeah, exactly. You know, to each their own. But what I do want to get to before we wrap up the wrestling part of the show is Jay White debuted taking on Trent Beretta. Um, Again, I said it before. I've never seen Jay White really wrestle a match. I've heard nothing but great things about him. I know his fuse. I know he, and they, they ran down all his accolades on the show as of course they do. Excalibur did it. Um, Tremperetta, let me tell you something. When you need a good match and you're trying to put something together, you put Tremperetta in the match because that guy can wrestle. Yeah. Um, from Long Island, obviously we got it. You know, we love our we love our own. Um, but really good match. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, Jay White impressed me and leads me to believe that he's going to have some fantastic feuds um, going forward. Definitely looking forward to it. Tommy, if I had a, if you had a book, one match for Jay White going forward, it doesn't have to be literally next week, just could be in some sort of the future. Who are you pairing Jay White up with for you? Oh, that's, I mean, you got so many, you got so many guys there. Um, 
I, mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him and Keith Lee go at it for, for a little bit. I think that'd be an awesome yeah. match. Do with that. That'd be, an, that'd be an awesome match. And it's going to sound very, you know, very cliche of me, but I want to see, I want to see him and Omega do it. Yeah, we got yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I think we're, I think we're going to lead that. to that. Yeah, we're definitely exactly. Yeah. We're going to lead to that. But yeah. I, I want it. I want to see that. But Jay White, though, yeah, like I was just like I'm watching. Like okay, yeah. And he was the forbidden door, right? As yeah. Tony, as Tony was saying, he was the forbidden door. Um, again, poorly executed, but it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Um, but Tommy, that was the week in wrestling. There were the quote unquote, um. Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. Yeah. We're not going to pay acknowledgement to it. And it's not because of who won the awards. The reason we're not going to pay acknowledgement to it is because it's it's a sham. Yeah, right? yeah. Yep. Good for the people that won. A lot of the people we respect. Pretty much all of AEW. Yeah, yeah, about 90%. Yeah, it seems like. But yeah. you know, it's it's almost like the baseball hall of fame, right? The writers of the hall of fame. The writers of the hall of fame. Are, are just writers, not former yeah. players, not a committee. No one put together, not like a, say, once a year. All right, the once a year, you 10 individuals are going to discuss, almost like a jury, to decide yeah. which three or four people get elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. No, they do the writers who yeah. can't even fucking throw a baseball. So exactly. with these Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards, um, this is a Dave Meltzer thing, correct? Of course. There we go. So... I'm not going to take it seriously because he's as biased as they come. Yep. If you actually put together a group of former wrestlers and you put them in a room, like I was just alluding to, and you had them give out awards, I'm all for it. This is a shame. This is is. a shame. I respect everyone who won. Good for you. Tip my cap. Kenny Omega, absolute stud. But everything else, I don't want to talk about it. So that's where we're going to leave it right there. Yeah. Tommy, it is MVP time. Time to wrap up the show. Um, a lot went on this week in wrestling. And there's one thing I didn't allude to. And I, I want to scream at Joey for not putting on the producer sheet, but it was announced yesterday. And I'm so sorry, but I will, I will, that who's, that's, who's going to be my MVP this week, but I'll see if I'll, I'll allude to it in my story. Who's your MVP of the week? My MVP, I would say I go with Sammy and Darby for that match they had. That was such an awesome match. Those two, like you said, those are two of the four pillars of AEW, and they just continue to shine every every time they're in the match together. So I'll give it to them. Okay. That's a great MVP. My MVP is The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Um, I know. No, no, no. I'm only messing with Joey. Um, Oh, my God. You know what? There's actually two questions of the week. Holy shit. Okay. Let's try to wrap this up really quick. Let's do MVPs. We'll do the questions, then we'll wrap up the show. I am sorry, my bad. It wasn't on the producer notes. Um, I, just like Ron Burgundy, I read what's on the prompter. <laughs> All right, that's what I do. I read what's on the prompter. So my MVP of the week is is the Undertaker. Um, he's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this year in Texas. It. It made all the sense. We saw the writing on the wall. The fact that it's official, I absolutely love it. The Undertaker is the man. We've said it in our group chat before. We think he should go in there with no one else. Exactly. And they should make that Hall of Fame show just a bunch of former wrestlers just telling stories about The Undertaker. Really? Like, like almost like a, I don't even know what you even call that show. It's not a roast, but it's like whatever, whatever the opposite of a roast is. Have it be that. <laughs> absolutely. So, the Undertaker is my MVP. So we did get two questions, um, one from my buddy, Rob, and one from Joe Money. So, uh, Joey, I know it's a little bit late in the show. What's uh, that Joe Money question of the week? Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Hey, guys. It's Joe Money, and it's time for my 
question of the week. I'm sweeping up uh, garbage on the floor. It's just like WWE is going to be sweeping up AEW garbage. So let me hear, what do you think Cody Rhodes is going to be doing at WrestleMania? What match is he going to be doing this year? Because you know he's going to push for him to be doing something this WrestleMania. I thought it was going to be next year. But uh, you think he's going to be going for a championship? Do you think... They'll try a fast track Triple H coming back. What do you think? Do you think uh, Miz and Maurice have their second match already lined up? What do you guys think? Can't wait to hear what uh, Cody Rhodes is going to be doing this WrestleMania. All right, bye, guys. All right, Joe. Uh, Tommy, mm-hmm. good question. What... Yeah. Uh, what do you think of uh, what do you think of Joe Money's question of the week? I believe. I mean, it was about Cody, right? It was so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who do we want to see? Like, who do we want to see Cody? I guess feud with. Um, I mean, would, I mean, if he's healthy enough, I mean, you gotta think Triple H, right? I mean, I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can wrestle anymore, but I mean, it would make perfect sense, being that everything that came out, you know, when AEW first started, how he, you know, destroyed the throne with the with the sledgehammer and everything. I mean, I mean, it would make perfect sense, but I mean, I don't know if Triple H is healthy enough, unfortunately, you know, he had that little heart issue over, over the summer. So, I mean, definitely him, but I mean, this point, Hey, maybe throw him. I may, I don't know who you could throw him in right away with. I mean, I don't know if you throw him to the main event scene. I mean, maybe throw him against KO. I really don't know. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. If he does show up in WWE, we'll see where they place him. But supposedly, I read Vince has big, uh, big, uh, what's called big plans for him. So whatever that means, I don't know if it's me, Stardust 2.0, whatever, who knows, but you know, yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens if it happens. So yeah, that's what I would think it, it would happen. I mean, that's the money match, right? The money match is Triple H versus Cody Rhodes because of what he did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, breaking the throne, like Tommy said before, on their first, I think, pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It was, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, this Cody Rhodes is different than the Cody Rhodes you saw before. It's not Stardust. It's not the masked, you know, the face he's got to, you know, cover yeah. his face, Cody yeah, Rhodes, yeah. or he's not beautiful and whatever the case is. This is, this is a different Cody Rhodes. I want to see him. I want to see him wrestle Randy Orton again. That'd be cool. Yeah. I want to see him wrestle Seth Rollins, yeah, yeah. Kevin Owens, you know, there's a lot of good names. So um, the money match, Triple H, who I want to see him wrestle with, I want to see him wrestle with the architect, Seth Rollins. Um, all right. So last question, my buddy Rob reached out and pretty much wanted to know, um, you know, do you think with all the layoffs from WWE and knowing AEW has practically signed everyone to short-term deals that Vince is allowing AEW to do the work for them, um, and then allow superstars to possibly come back when their contracts are done. So this is interesting, right? Cause we, and good question, Rob, when you think about in the past, perfect example, Drew McIntyre, right? Mm-hmm. Drew had his run. He was the chosen one, intercontinental champion. But then there was there wasn't much more to Drew after that. Yeah, he was three MB, yeah. and then he was future endeavored. He went out, he perfected his craft. He spent a good time in Impact. He got big, mm-hmm. um, new look, long hair, different persona. Came to NXT. Who is this Drew McIntyre? This guy is this guy is the finished product. He's he's like the final boss level finished product. Exactly. And look and look where he is now, right? Sure, he got his start with WWE, but he really made his name 
outside and came back as a finished product. So Rob's question is, do you think Vince is allowing for this to happen so that Vince can just kind of reap the rewards of the quote unquote, we'll say it, um, buzz from, you know, wrestlers outside of WWE. Like, I don't want to say independent because, you know, AW is a full-fledged promotion, but like he allows, you know, he's like, you know what? Fine. Cut these people, let them go elsewhere. Let them, you know, fit, you know, fix their craft, change their look, update their, their character, come back to me as a finished product and I'll pay you. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, Tommy? I mean, definitely is. I mean, I could see Vince doing it. I mean, any, hey, anything to make money, right? That's all Vince really cares about now, right? He's definitely getting up there in age and everything. So he just, you know, go out there and make me money. I mean, who would have thought Drew McIntyre, like you said, I mean, last thing we saw him in 3MB, I mean, what a, I mean, yeah, it was a funny group, whatever and everything, but now to see where he is now, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't think anyone would have thought we would have seen that uh, after he got released, uh, what was it, like seven, eight years ago, whatever, and to, and to come back to be the monster that he is now, I mean, definitely a wise investment in Vince, because, I mean, the guy basically um, carried the company through the whole pandemic era, you know, the Thunderdome and whatnot. So I definitely, I don't think Vince is against it. So like, if he, if he sees something in the person and he sees that taken, that it's serious, I think he will definitely bring somebody back. And I mean, who knows, maybe we'll see some people that got released in the last few years, come back that we enjoyed. So, you know, it'd be cool to see. Yeah. And, and you know what? And it's definitely, I, I don't like Vince these days, as you know, because I think he's just been just I don't like to be treated as like a stupid fan. And yeah. no matter making money or not, WWE going out of business or not, whatever the case may be, I just don't like to be disrespected as like a lifelong fan. Yeah. I mean, I've gone to like four or five WrestleManias. We've gone to a million shows. We we support the product. We talk about it every week, for God's sakes. Yeah. So I just don't like that fact. But Vince is a pretty smart individual in some aspects. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if now we don't have that NXT that we're used to. This NXT is going to be a little bit different and take a little bit slower burn to get off the road, to get off like the ground again. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he allowed or he would be cool with letting some of these people go so that they can become, they can come back as a finished product and he can just put them right into the main event as opposed to having to build them up himself. Because let's be honest, the creative in WWE is absolute garbage. Yeah. They're fucking stupid. They don't know what they're doing. So with that being said, why the hell not? Why not go to companies that allow for freedom in character building and development, you know, hone your craft, create your storylines, get your buzz, and then I'll sign you for some money. Exactly. Yep. It's uh, it's very, very, you know, we'll say, you know, big, big, com big corporate company of them, but they are that bad company. You know, they're, <laughs> we, we, we hate them, but we love to hate them, I guess. So awesome question. Uh, thank you, Joe money. Thank you, my buddy, Rob, for those awesome questions. Um, Tommy, it was a blast talking wrestling with you as always. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we do this every week because we love to do it. So we thank everyone for, um, you know, listening to us and supporting us. We really do appreciate it. We do have a contest coming out for WrestleMania. Um, we're just kind of finalizing um, the quote unquote prizes as well as how we're going to run the contest. So uh, next week, we hope to have what we're going to do for the giveaway. So definitely keep a lookout for that. And obviously keep a lookout on our social medias and what a perfect time to plug them at <laughs> WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter at, um, at in, on Instagram on Facebook, on TikTok, at WrestleBuzz. We can, you can find us wherever podcasts can be downloaded. You ask your smart speaker to play the latest episode of the Wrestling Journal podcast, and your smart speaker will. Tommy, mm -hmm. as always, 
stay safe, take care, watch pro wrestling. All right, everybody. It is Elimination Chamber Day, pick time. Now, by the time this episode does come out, it'll be post-Elimination Chamber, but we are recording it pre-Elimination Chamber. And just to tell you, it is 1031 on Saturday, February 19th, so I can check myself. So the card is out. Time to predict. So I'll be predicting for myself, Joey, and Tom. And let's do this thing. So we have to probably open up with maybe the pre-show type match or maybe one of the opening matches. So we have Rey Mysterio taking on The Miz. Um, In this match, personally, I have The Miz winning. Uh, Tom has The Miz winning. And Joey has The Miz winning. So it's a clean sweep for the boys over at, uh, you know, TWJ. Next match we have is Madcap Moss taking on Drew McIntyre. Um, I think we can probably argue to say that Drew McIntyre is going to take on Happy Corbin at WrestleMania. So it's just a prelude. With that being said, um, all three of us are taking Drew McIntyre. All right. For the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, we have the Usos taking on Eric and Ivar, the Viking Raiders. And again, another clean sweep. Usos between myself, Joey, and Tom. We have Ronda Rousey and Naomi taking on Charlotte and Sonya Deville. And this match is interesting, right? Because at the end of the day, you know that you can have Ronda win the match without Charlotte looking bad. You're gonna you can have Naomi pin Sonya Deville and you're good to go. And that's exactly my prediction. Naomi and Ronda will beat Charlotte and Sonia and Sonia will be the one to take the pin from Naomi because of obviously all the shit that she's kind of put her through. And that is exactly what all three of us did take. Now going into the um, raw women's championship match, we have big time Bex taking on Lita. Um, We can say the past versus the present uh, this is a great match. Uh, these two, maybe of all the people they did come up with in their in their specific errors, maybe wasn't supposed to be who they were, but they ended up being who they were, which is great for us as wrestling fans. Um, again, not exciting, but all three of us did pick Becky Lynch to win. Uh, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns taking on Bill Goldberg. Two years in the making, he's supposed to take on Goldberg two years ago at WrestleMania. Um, we are finally getting this match today. Uh, Sorty loves them some Bill Goldberg, but over at TWJ, we love us some Roman Reigns. All three of us are picking the Tribal Chief to retain and main event WrestleMania. Speaking of main eventing WrestleMania, who is going to be his potential opponent? Well, we have the men's chamber match. We have Austin Theory, AJ Styles, the champion Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, and Riddle. Because Brock Lesnar did win and will challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship match. I feel like they're alluding to a champion versus champion match. They want the biggest match of all time um, at WrestleMania in their main event on night two. And with that being said, I think that they are going to get that match, even though I don't think he needs to win. Um, I think a one-on-one match with Roman would be fine as it is, but I guess they want to up the stakes just a little bit more. Um, All three of us, again, have picked Brock Lesnar as the champion. And the final match the winner to face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship match. We have the, the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Dewdrop, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki A.S.H. Um, this match, again, we kind of said it on the show before. Um, we are all going with Bianca Belair. We think it's kind of like, you know, 
good storytelling where this started at SummerSlam of last year, and this is culminating at WrestleMania where Bianca finally gets her due and gets Becky Lynch in a one-on-one match and possibly could beat her. So going Bianca Belair. Um, this may be the first time in 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 WrestleBuzz, you know, TWJ podcast history that we've all agreed upon every single match. So I don't want to sound like this. I know that we did a horrible job, at least picking for uh, for the last pay-per-view. And, um, you know, Royal Rumble killed us in Paper Champion. At least it killed me in Paper Champion. Um, we did kind of all pick the same in this one. I don't know if this is just very straightforward or what not the case, but that's just kind of how we felt. So everyone, thank you very much for listening to our predictions. Enjoy Elimination Chamber. Um, it should be a great event. Nothing wrong with a nice Saturday afternoon pay-per-view while you're hanging before you have your evening nights of plans. Um, everyone, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Stay safe and watch pro wrestling.